Hello, everyone. Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in class just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or are newer, you will feel right at home with Sweat Connected. Here's the best part about Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering my listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD, that's POD, P-O-D at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Oh, by the way, Sweat Connected is for all levels, all ages, sizes, and all humans. I know I'm going to look into that website after these holidays, so hey, why not you? And now the show. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. 30 feet down, two and a half. Picking up some dust. 30 feet, two and a half down. Take shadow. Four forward. Four forward. Drift into the right a little. 20. Down a half. Contact light. Okay, engine stop. Listen, uh... Welcome to episode 49 of the Graveyard Grimbler podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Man, it feels so good to be back. I do apologize. I've been having a lot of equipment issues uh, lately. I think my microphone is going out. It's working decently now, and I'm hoping I can keep it that way until I get a new microphone because, oh yeah, this one's been acting up a lot on me. Well, anyway, let's get to the show. Today's show was... I know I've been doing a few episodes on the fucked up origins of of Disney movies and uh, nursery rhymes, but, but, but I was, I got caught in the internet wormhole and I was at work one night just waiting to be offloaded by one of my customers and I fell into a conspiracy theorist wormhole, which I mean, it's good for us, but not good for me because I dedicated a lot of time trying <laughs> looking through all of this conspiracy theorist crap. So today's conspiracy theory. And I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about this and I'm sure you might have heard it sometime later on or sometime previous in your life. But me Personally, although I did hear about it, I never really looked deep into it. So to keep the suspense, which I mean, you heard when the in the opening of the of the show hit on. So today we're going to be going over the moon landing conspiracy. Was it faked? Was it real? Now, the 
crazy, crazy amount of information that came from that. I, I might actually have to break this up in, uh, it, well, no, I probably won't break it up. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you all of the, oh, well, not all of them, but a lot of the, of the conspiracies that are leading up to people believing that it's faked. Now, I'm not going to rebuttal any of these any of these allegations or any of these uh, conspiracies because I don't want to sit here and waste two to three hours on debunking every single thing that I wrote about. So if you are interested in seeing the the rebuttals on how these things were were faked now, before I keep keep going now, don't get me wrong. I am going to touch a little bit on how they they uh, they uh, debunked all of these conspiracy theories. I'm not going to go in depth. I'm just going to touch a little bit uh, on on the surface of it because it was a lot to read. I mean, a lot, a lot. I mean, think about it. This this has been going on since July 20th, 1969, when we first landed on the moon. Now, I I, I say we, not me personally, or you know, people that I know, but just America in general, that we were the first ones to reach the moon. Now. Uh, to get into a little history, there was a race between uh, Russia and ourselves with who can reach the moon first and how it would play politically in uh, pr- pretty much being one of the most advanced, strongest nations in the entire world. So we were actually neck and neck with Russia seeing who can actually get there first. And of course, after several failed attempts on Russia's part, and I believe our part, we finally reached it July 20th, 1969. So let's get into the episode. And thank you very much for everyone for their patience. I do greatly, greatly appreciate it. And thank you for coming back for those of you who did come back. <laughs> so what is a conspiracy? Uh, what is the conspiracy? So Apollo program and the associated moon landings were hoaxes staged by NASA, possibly with the aid of other organizations. The most notable claim is that six crewed, a six crewed landing in 1969 to 1972 were faked and the 12 Apollo astronauts did not actually walk on the moon. Various groups and individuals have made claims since the mid 1970s that NASA and others knowingly misled the public into believing the landings happened by manufacturing, tampering with, or destroying evidence, including photos, telemetry tapes, radio and TV transmission, and moon rock samples. So to sum all this up in a nutshell, people believe that NASA made all this up, that it was done in either a desert or in a Hollywood studio where they were able to manipulate and pretty much make a movie setting. Now... If if you heard Neil deGrasse Tyson on several occasions, he which Neil deGrasse Tyson, for those of you who don't know, is a world renowned physicist. He's really fucking cool. Uh, you should check out some of his stuff. Uh, he, he he speaks in a language that that isn't astrophysics physics. <laughs> it, it's a plain English. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still a scientist. And so he goes off on crazy ass rants. But for the most part. He 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 explains things that you don't need to have a Ph.D. or a damn master's to to uh, understand. So uh, check out Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's some pretty cool shit. But uh, what what his theory is on if they actually fake the moon landings or not is that it would take too much effort and too much money to go through that much hassle to fake something. And also, uh, he said that by human standards, that it is impossible for such a large group 
of individuals to be involved in the same secret without one person or several people giving out the truth and the information to to uh, pretty much blow the cover on the secret. Which, I mean, if you actually think about it, if, if you actually sat back, how many times with you and your group of friends have, or not even your group of friends, just say a, a group of coworkers where you know a secret is being uh, being passed around and then somebody blows the lid or somebody drops dimes and now everybody knows what was going on. So if if you look at that theory, I mean, it proves that it's true that, you know, a, a group of people with one known secret are not able to keep that for a long period of time. So in his in his so his uh, his belief and explanation is that uh, the NASA would not have been able to keep a secret that they faked a moon landing for so long with so many people involved. And I mean, you're talking about astronauts, physicists, uh, investors. You're talking about the government, which right there. <laughs> for those of you that are listening, you're like, wait, pause. Hold on, motherfucker. You just said the government. You know very well that the government is in a bunch, on, on a bunch of uh, hidden shit like I mean, think about it. the government got rid of millions of birds and replaced them with drones. For those for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, check out the uh, birds aren't real uh, episode on, on the podcast. And that'll that'll fulfill your your curiosity. So uh, let's keep going. Fuel for faking fuel for the faking of the landing. America and the Soviet Union were engaged in a space race. Landing on the moon was viewed as a national and technological accomplishment that would generate worldwide acclaim. But going to the moon would be risky and expensive, as exemplified by President John F. Kennedy famously stating in 1962 speech that the USA chose to go because it was hard. So, we, I mean, John F. Kennedy was was huge, hugely involved. And for those of you who don't know, John F. Kennedy was one of the presidents that people just fucking hated him. He They hated his views on the missile crisis with Cuba. They they hated his views on uh, wanting to dis, uh, dismember or dismantle the uh, or disband the CIA. Uh, they He believed that they were 1000% corrupt. And so he was assassinated, unfortunately, in in the great city of Dallas in in uh, here in Texas. But so a lot of things that John F. Kennedy would say would go hugely against the grain. And for him to make such a bold statement that, well, we're going to go because it's fucking hard. So why not? Americans aren't aren't going to steer away and and turn away from from a challenge. So we're going to head out to the moon and we're going to fucking dominate that. That's what's going to happen. And fortunately, we were able to do that now. A lot of people don't believe that the moon landing happened. And that's even now. Uh, I have a, a few buddies that don't think that the moon landing actually happened. For me personally, I'll let you know what I think at the end of this episode or at the end of, of what's going on. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if I if I what I believe and what I don't believe. So let, let's keep going. So what did NASA fake? What are some of the main conspiracy. Again, I'm not going to go through every single one. I, 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 that's a lot of shit to write through. So what I'm, and yes, I write all my notes down on a, in a notebook and I read them off and, and go through them. So whenever you hear paper fluttering in the back or you hear a long pause or you hear, if I misread something, it's because I was in a rush writing or I just misspelled something, but I write all of my notes. I'm not tech savvy. I don't have a fancy iPad or I'm not going to write all the notes on my phone. You know, I'm just going to write them down old school. You know what I mean? Now, if I was like old, old school, like my mom and my older sister, then I'd use like 
scroll and I mean a, a chipping hammer and a piece of stone, put it on a scroll. I mean, on a, <laughs> you get what I, you, you, you get what I'm trying to say. So what are some of the conspiracies? Uh, some of the photos were faked and altered. That was a huge one where a lot of people say that a lot of the photos just didn't make sense. There's a lot of things that uh, people saw in the photos that now some of them were were actually photography experts and a lot of them weren't. I'd have to say the vast majority of the people were just average, you know, Joe's like you and myself, unless I have some uh, doctors and and some, uh, you know, scientists and, and professionals, which I hope I do because it'd be fucking awesome. But you know, for the most part, it's just the average Joe who don't really dabble in 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 uh, engineering and and physicists or anything or f- physics or anything like that. So, uh, the, one one of the huge ones is that if you look at, and you can pull this up on the internet, you can pull up a uh, nineteen sixty nine space uh, moon landing, and one of the biggest things that people point out was that there's no stars in the background in a lot of the photos. Now. If you go outside right now, well, except in certain parts of the country, I know up north in Washington, where where I lived for the past five years, uh, well, yeah, five years ago, they were, there's a lot of times throughout the year where you can't see any type of stars at all because of the goddamn clouds and the overcast and it's raining all the time. But for the most part, you can go outside at night and see a ton of stars. Now, in theory, you would think that you would be able to or the closer you get to space into the where the stars are are hanging out and chilling, the bigger and brighter they would be. But if you look at the photos in the NASA in the NASA pictures that were taken, there's not one goddamn star anywhere in the background. So what's the explanation? Hmm. Uh, just for a little small explanation, was that the photo, the the camera that was used was hyper focused on the target only and not really being able to reflect anything in the background. Again, that's what was stated by NASA and the people who have evaluated the camera and the fo- and the photos for the last whatever years it's been. So, it, but you can pull it up, pull it up on the internet. Just look up 1969 moon landing photos, and you'll see that there are no stars in the background. Can now my my little hamsters in my in my brain right now, they they don't you know they're not running on on all four cylinders so it, it just it doesn't make it doesn't wrap my head or I can't wrap my head around why there wouldn't be no photos behind the astronauts when they are taken in space on the surface of the moon right I mean it's it's not too bizarre to to wonder why that that wouldn't happen but hey. I'm not a photography expert. And back in 1969, back in 1970, there wasn't Photoshop and you'd have to do a lot of photo manipulation in order to get something out like that. But uh, let's let's continue. More of the conspiracies. The angle and color of shadows are inconsistent, suggesting artificial lights were used. So, again, right now I'm I'm going to be referencing the photo on the moon landing. So if you look at the at the at the pictures, the way the light is shining, the way that the 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 moon brightness is is hitting the astronauts the shadows don't coincide and don't match up on how exactly the moon or how actually the sh- how the shadow would be placed if the light was really hitting the the uh, astronauts directly so you know when you go outside and the sun is hitting you from the from your right side of the body you're going to look down and on the left side of your body on the ground you're going to see your shadow correct well on the pictures the way that the moon was hitting it the the shadow was completely in the wrong 
direction of where the moon would be reflecting and hitting the shadow on the ground or on the moon. So would that would that technically be the ground if it's in space? <laughs> I don't know. I just blew my own mind right there to thinking about that. So, again, you have to look at the photos to know what I'm talking about. So, you know, while you're sitting here listening to uh, to my my podcast, pull up the pull up the photos on your phone or your on your computer or wherever you, you, you you're watching, you know, and you're able to listen to it. So uh, pop it open and check out the check out the angles check out the 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 picture the or the the reflection and the light how it hits the the astronauts but there's no uh, there's no shadow in the area that the shadow should be so i don't know again the explanation on that is all sciency and and fucking uh, uh, physics and everything else on angle and light bouncing and how it's different because of the atmosphere and no atmosphere and you know and all that other shit but stuff that i don't know that i'm not going to get into because I didn't want to write that much, <laughs> plain and simple. Another conspiracy that people that that are that's being thrown out there was that there is a reflection in one of the astronauts' helmets. So, I believe it was uh, uh, Armstrong looking at Aldrin, which Buzz Aldrin and Louis Armstrong were the what you know the first astronauts on the moon. So, I believe it was Louis Armstrong who was filming and taking pictures of Buzz Aldrin and or vice versa. I don't know. It, it was one of the two. But if you look in the helmet and it's a clear, bright ass reflection of the astronaut that he's staring right at the astronaut that, that they're staring at each other. There's no visible signs of anyone holding a camera at all. There, there's not neither one of them are holding a camera and the reflection in the in the face mask and in, in the visor just shows the astronaut looking at him. But there is no type of camera in the in the other astronaut's hand. So. What their theory, what, what conspiracy theorists are claiming was that there was another person off to the side, which would be a film crew filming the and taking pictures of the whole event taking place in a controlled environment like a movie studio. So I don't know. I don't know the explanation on that one. So uh, let's keep going. Identical backgrounds and photos, which, according to the captions, were taking miles apart. This suggests that a painted background was used again. So when you look at the photos there, the, the astronauts are claiming, which I mean, the two astronauts that landed on there were Buzz Aldrin and Louis Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin and Louis Armstrong. Those were the two astronauts that famously that I know right offhand that were the first ones to to take part in the moon. I think Louis Armstrong at the beginning of the recording or the beginning of the podcast is the one who said one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind or whatever, you know, what it said. But. The astronauts who that uh, when they took pictures stated that they were several hundred miles away from each other, but the backdrop looked exactly the same, same, same uh, uh, indentions in the ground, same craters, same everything, everything in the background looked exactly the same that people suggested that all it was was just they're using the same backdrop. You know how when you go take photos and they put that that weird backdrop behind you, that's what they suggest. That's what a lot of the conspiracy theorists are, are suggesting happened was that the the Hollywood producers and, and people who the set designers decided that, you know, no one's going to be able to tell because no one's been on the moon. But then so at that time, so you can't really really call bullshit on something that no one knows about. So we're just going to go ahead and use the same backdrop over and over and over. That is the theory. Now, 
the explanation for that goes into great detail on how because it is an undiscovered and it was an undiscovered and unexplored uh, habit or environment, everything is going to have a similar look to it because it's untouched. Everything on there is brand new. No one has has moved anything or fucked anything up. So therefore, everything is going to look pretty much exactly the same. You don't have any trees on there. You don't have any water on there. You don't have anything to dis- distinctively separate one area from the next. You know, out here we have trees, different formations, different colors of grass, different ground, what you call like different uh, uh, terrain. You know, especially when you go to the desert, you know, for in the desert or, you know, in thick forest, a lot of it looks the same. So if you take one picture next to another and claim that it's 100 miles apart or several miles apart, it's still going to look exactly the same. It's just the way things are, unless it's it's grossly manipulated or disturbed. So I don't know. I don't I mean, you, you have to think that why why would they? Why, you know, why? Unless they stayed in one spot and just took different pictures like, dude, I'm not going to fucking walk. It's too far. I don't know what's over there. What happens if I fall off the fucking moon because I'm over here trying to explore shit and then I'm gone? I'm floating around in the abyss. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, let's continue. The astronauts could not have survived the trip because the exposure to radiation from the Van Allen radiation belt and galactic galactic ambient radiation. So. It is true. You go out to space and you'll have a huge, crazy amount of radiation because of, you know, it's space. I mean, you have all these different uh, uh, chemical or bonds or I don't know what they're called. I mean, you have like um, I can't think of the word right now. My mind just went completely blank. And unfortunately, I didn't write it in my notes. See, that's why I failed high school, because I never took I never took proper notes. I didn't know how to take notes. People, you know, when the teachers all yo. You should write this down. This is going to be on the test and then goes on and writes 17 chalkboards full of fucking notes or shit on the board. I don't know what's going to be important, and what's not important. So I just don't take proper notes. And I think that's just what happened here. But you, you have a bunch of different elements. There you go. Bunch of different elements, elements that create crazy amount of different you know uh, uh things that are bonds and whatever crap you know reactions but one of the biggest and most evident is radiation radiation is crazy bad and thick however there are different the, the explanation on why they were able to make it through and survive in in, in space was because there is different levels or different stages like there there's a there's a you know stage one stage two and stage three and in between there's huge gaps to where you're able to survive with low radiation exposure which uh, the the Allen radiation belt has three la- three layers of it and the astronauts were fortunately able to manipulate themselves in between it and not have a, a crazy amount of radiation exposure so there you know that that's dis- that's debunking that part I, I don't know the exact definition or explanation I should say not definition but I don't know the exact explanation but it is in that ballpark where there are different layers and they were able to, guide themselves and and carry on in the in between the craziest highest amount of radiation in the rate in the allen radiation belt so uh film let's continue film in the camera would have been fogged by its radiation so if 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 you've done any sort of reading like the Chernobyl uh, disaster that happened out and I believe it was in Russia or Ukraine, one of those areas, 
one, one, one place in those areas where a nuclear plant melted down. And because of the high levels of radiation, a lot of the film and a lot of recordings were destroyed because of the high level amounts of radiation. And that goes on to to be true for several hundred miles or se- yeah, several hundred miles within that radius where people's cameras get did get fucked up because of the high levels amount of radiation. So on to counter that again, uh, just a little brief description or brief debunking was that. The camera was suited for radiation exposure. Why would why would you send a bunch of astronauts out knowing that there's a shitload of radiation and you're not going to be able to protect the, the camera and or your astronauts from radiation poisoning and radiation exposure? So, I mean, you know, it's been evident that, that people would rather uh, people would rather save the evidence and equipment before they save uh, the the astronauts, or you know, in, in certain cases, depending on on what the mission is. So uh, the cameras were exposed to radiation 100%. However, they were equipped to withstand a certain amount of radiation. That's why we're, they were able to get the film back from, from the astronauts unscathed and, and still in, in real good looking, looking order. You know what I mean? So uh, one of the biggest ones where people pointed out the flag placed on the surface by the astronauts fluttered despite there being no wind on the moon. This suggests that it was filmed on Earth and a breeze caused the flag to flutter. It has been said that it may have been caused by indoor fans used to cool the astronauts since their spacesuit cooling system would have been too heavy on Earth. So in, in the film, again, if you look at the, at the photos on the moon, you, it does look like there was wind hitting the, uh, the, the flag from a certain angle. However... Because there is no atmosphere, it is it is stated that there is no wind on Earth on on Moon that that is that that's going to be able to flutter and move the flag in such a manner like it would have happened here on Earth. Now, I don't know the exact uh, reasoning behind the flag moving, but I, the brief description that I did read—I mean, it was a huge it was a huge description—but uh, the brief description was that the type of flag pole that was mounted to keep the flag in place it. It when when it rolled out, it was like in an L. It was like an L brace uh, type deal. And when it was unloaded, and, or when it was un uh, unfurled, when the, when the flag was unrolled out, was un was rolled out. Jesus Christmas! Uh, it it you know it gave the impression of it being hit by wind. And also when the astronaut moved by, it you know he touched it with his with his arm or his body, which moved the flag. And at the same exact time, the flag was you know, the picture was taken. Now, I don't know the exact reason behind that, and it, I'll leave it up to you to do more investigation. I'm just I'm just here to give you a little bit of teaser to get your brain moving in that direction, wondering if how accurate these uh, conspiracies are and how how true it might be. You know what I mean? If, if they faked it or if they didn't fake it. I just want you to use your brain a little bit. You know, I know you're thinking, man, you're a fucking asshole. You know, you've been gone for the last two weeks and now you're going to give us this half ass podcast episode. I want to know the whole detail. I want to know the whole nine. Fool, give me the shit. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, again, I'm just giving you teasers because there was a lot to write down. It was a whole bunch. I shouldn't I should have thought about I should have thought this out before putting this episode out. <laughs> Uh, let me see here let's continue footprints in the moon dust are unexpectedly well preserved despite the lack of moisture now that one right there was kind of weird to to look at 
if you think about it, if you have no kind of moisture, not even a little bit of drop, unlike here on Earth, even even some of the most uh, uh, dry land, dry places in in the uh, uh, on Earth, if you step on it, you see your footprint in dust. Correct. I mean, that's how a lot of crimes were were solved and found who was guilty because of footprints that were left in the dirt, mud, you know, et cetera. However, on the moon, you don't have any atmosphere. There's no water. There's no wind. There's no nothing. So it makes sense that if you're going to step on something, it's going to leave a deep impression. It's going to stay there for a very, very long time because it's unscathed. It's not going to be disturbed by by, you know, puddles or crazy windstorms or anything you know of that magnitude to where it's going to disturb something that's been uh, impressed on 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 the the soil or the dirt or whatever is called the moon dust that's there so you know that part makes sense why a footprint was preserved however my question to that explanation is space is crazy raw i mean there's there's shit there's asteroids floating by there's asteroids booming there's asteroids hitting the earth i mean the moon there's a crazy galactic storms so none of that is there something that's protecting the moon to where it's not getting hit fucked up or you know is it placed perfectly to where it's avoiding a lot of the crazy major uh, disasters that that happen on other planets or is it just based off of that certain planet's atmosphere that is willing to get fucked up you know because i mean there's there's a uh, planets that have crazy crazy poisonous gas storms that hit constantly there was one planet i can't think of what the name of it is right now that uh like hurricanes hit that are 10 times worse than the ones here on earth constantly hit that Crazy windstorms, tornadoes, uh, earthquakes that are constantly fucking up the planets, uh, you know, other planets that the way worse than what happens here on Earth are consistently damaging uh, the the atmosphere or the the surface of other planets. There is one planet also, again, I don't remember the names of it, that the there there's they get plumes plumes of of these poisonous gas that engulf the entire planet for several weeks, maybe even months. And it, I mean, it is so poisonous that if you get within a, you know, a certain miles from it, that you can die from the fucking thing and just be disintegrated. That's how bad the surface and, and atmosphere on other planets. So my question is, again, I'm not fully understanding the whole workout and the whole uh, everything on how the moon works and how atmosphere on the moon. I just know that there's no atmosphere on on the moon. So what that means is the moon doesn't get affected by natural disasters or other things that are that are uh, manipulated by by the atmosphere i'm guessing you know like here we have rainstorms windstorms dry uh, heat waves cold waves we have everything like that 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 is because of the climate and and the atmosphere so the moon from my understanding has no atmosphere so a lot of that just doesn't get affected because there's no bubble like you know like the earth's atmosphere that keeps it in and holds it in again i'm not i'm not familiar with that i'm not a physicist i'm not an astronomer i don't know any of that shit so i'm just trying to flip you know what's going on in my head so i can uh i can uh, try to make sense of all the shit that's going on so and the, one of the biggest ones and the last ones the alleged moon landings use either a soundstage or were filmed outside in a remote desert with the astronauts using either harnesses or slow motion photography to make it look like they were on the moon. Uh, 
I, I actually saw and read something that uh, that not something I actually read and saw video footage and clips to where it looked like the astronauts were being were jumping off of trampolines and being hurled through the air with with uh, uh, harnesses and wires like you would see in a human circus where or, you know, the, the aerial acrobats would flip around and do all that stuff on with safety harnesses now just look up moon safety harness or moon moon landing harness jumps and you'll have youtube videos and shit popping up now it, it i think a lot of this stuff would have to be the misunderstanding or the lack of of education on the moon gravity and capabilities and what we were able to do at that time so uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest things that that people throw out there is like, well, if we how can we train to go on the moon when we don't have a moon like atmosphere or we can resemble anything in space here on Earth? So what people's theory is that we're or, you know, some conspiracy theories was that we are actually just going deep underwater and being able to. Uh, manipulate the light and surrounding uh, the the surrounding background to make it seem like it was space. You know that like the body movements jumping through the air is actually you know, like a Photoshop video edit of people just walking or doing those kind of maneuvers underwater. Well, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that video of of the astronauts flying through the air, it it looked unnatural. It looked a little weird. It, it was kind of fishy. But again, I'm not a professional when it comes to that subject, so I'm not gonna sway one way or the other or make any assumptions about that. Uh, and the explanation was real in depth on why they were, you know, why. It, it looked that way and how and why they they went through the air. And it seemed as though that they were being hurled through the air with harnesses and stuff like that. But it, it, it all has to do with the lack of gravity and the way that the suits were, the, the way the weight of the suit and how they were positioned, the camera angles. Remember, the camera angles and the video recording weren't the best back in the 60s. And on a side note, that is a huge thing where, where people don't believe that we went to the moon. People don't believe that we had the technology and the ability to send people to the moon since going out of space was a huge deal it was something that you know if you actually think about it, it was virtually impossible with the technology i think someone said that one of our our phones now had enough power and and technology that that uh that were wait hold on hold on let me phrase that the technology compared to the computers and the the systems that were used on to send people to the moon were are are less than what we have on our phones now or something around that realm something around that statement that it, it was it was almost impossible for us to successfully send one, send people to the moon but if you think about it <sighs> You have a bunch of fucking scientists. Again, for those of you who don't know, there was a, a an operation. It's called Operation Paperclip, where a lot of the Nazi scientists from World War II were actually taken and hired to work for NASA to help with the moon, with the space program to get us to the moon. And if you if uh, y'all remember, the Nazis had some of the most advanced equipment that were known at that time. I mean, they put a fucking Zeppelin in the air. Yeah, it crashed and burned, but still they had a fucking Zeppelin. They also had all these crazy ass tanks and all this high 
uh, high, highly advanced uh, uh, machine machinery and equipment that that were able to destroy a lot of their you know a lot of the opposition. So for them to uh, to well for America basically to kidnap or, or give uh, uh, the the Russian or the Russian I'm sorry the Nazi scientist an ultimatum like hey you come work for us or you'll go to prison and or die. Those are your two choices. And the scientists were like, fuck yeah, bro. America all the way. And so they went and helped with the advancement of the NASA program. And now that that is a fact that is truly documented that we took NASA I mean, Nazi scientists to come work for us to help us with the advancement of our space program to go to the moon and beat the Russians. That is a fact. So you be the judge. Now, during all this, I wonder if you were thinking the same thing I was. What the hell is NASA's response? What are they going to respond? And what did they say during that time? So NASA's response, June 1977, NASA issued a fact sheet responding to recent claims that the Apollo moon landings had been hoaxed. The fact sheet is particularly blunt and regards the idea of faking the moon landings to be preposterous and outlandish. NASA refers to the rocks and particles collected from the moon as being evidence of the program's legitimacy as they claim that these rocks could not have been formed under conditions on Earth. NASA responds to Bill Casing's book, We Never Went to the Moon, by, by identifying one of his claims of fraud regarding the lack of a crater left on the lunar module and refuting it with facts about the soil and cohesive nature of the surface of the moon. So with the whole NASA saying that here's proof because we have a bunch of moon rocks. Now, just on a side note, we are not allowed. Now, we I shouldn't say we because I'm not a part of this. I'm just reading this shit. But uh, conspiracy theorists and people who want to debunk the moon rocks are not allowed to handle it or do any sort of uh, research or investigation on the moon rocks since they are highly protected by NASA it, you know, the, because of the radiation and unknown components and everything else that that uh, is not understood fully of the moon of the moon rocks. Now, the, the moon rocks are still moon samples are still being researched up to today from the 1969, 1970, whatever um, uh, moon moon expedition. There is a lot of stuff that we don't know. And there's a lot of stuff that we didn't have the technology to understand way back then compared to what we have now. So uh, you think NASA is going to let some Joe Smoes walk up to a precious ass moon rock and say, yo, let me investigate this. I'm going to lick it. <laughs> yep. I remember tasting the same type of uh, the same type of dirt rock out there in uh, in uh, 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 Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> No, I don't know. Now, my thoughts. OK, so this is going to be typical, but not typical at the same time. My response, my thoughts, graveyard grumblers, uh, final. What, what, what did my buddy? What did my buddy George tell me it was going to be? Final rap. Graveyard grumblers, final rap. Skirt, skirt. That's more of a DJ, not of a rap. So I don't know why I did that. That was childish. However, uh, I believe that we did go to the moon. OK. However, I do not believe that we went to the moon initially when we sent Aldrin and uh, Armstrong up to the moon the first time. I believe that the America, the Americans and the U.S. government could not be beat by the Russians. So therefore did anything they could and everything they could possibly could, could possibly to 
beat them in the space race. Now, having control of space and having control of technology uh, or the the race at that time was huge since it was a back and forth. You know, Russia was a huge superpower at the time and we had to knock them off, a, you know, off a rung or two. Now, I do believe that because the, the, the time that it was given from, uh, what was it? 69 to 72 or 73. I do believe in that time we actually sent the Aldrin and Armstrong up to the moon but not in 1969 or we didn't land on there. So I believe, was it faked? Oh my gosh. I don't know if it was fully faked. That's the thing. I don't know if, see, here's my theory. My theory is that they kind of did a few, I don't know. Well, see, this is where my, this is where my personal theory falls apart at because we have recordings and live transmission from the, the space uh, travel in 69 we also had video of them traveling in 69 so it was it fake to a certain point maybe i mean i just can't maybe it's because i, I don't know the unknown i don't know but i i, I i'm kind of torn again i believe that we did it i believe that we kind of don't is because i don't fully understand in depth on everything that happened so don't don't throw eggs at me don't don't crucify me this is just my personal thoughts i'm kind of in the middle that's why I was hoping that reading, doing this little episode on on the moon landing and how was it faked, if it was really faked or if it wasn't. And of course, it was inconclusive. Well, it's not inconclusive. There's there's debunking. There's several factual and and I mean, Mythbusters did a lot of shit that debunked a lot of the conspiracy theories. Which I mean, if you you can look them up on YouTube, YouTube is such a wonderful thing, isn't it? Can you imagine uh, Aldrin and, and Armstrong doing a TikTok or, or a Facebook live from space? Yo, this is my homie Aldrin. We're right here moonwalking. Bam, bam, ha, pun intended. And then that DJ noise. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a mess. It would be a complete, total, utter mess if we sent astronauts now, the TikTok generation up there. It'd be great. Uh, again, I'm torn. I, I don't know for sure. Now that I'm talking about it, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things to where it's quite easily and possible that they faked it. But then for something to be such a huge milestone. Now, don't get me wrong. Hold on. Pause, 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 pause. Rewind. Backtrack. I am not, nor will I ever take credit away from the astronauts that sacrificed their body and life to go do something that no one has ever done in the entire world of existence. Okay. If you remember, uh, all Buzz Aldrin actually punched someone right in the fucking face because he said, you never went to the moon and you're a liar. <laughs> Aldrin just had enough. I think he had a bad day and that food just straight right crossed him right on his chin. And so, no, I will never take that credit away from them. And yes, I do 100% believe that we have been to the moon and that they were the first individuals and, and astronauts to reach the moon successfully. 1000%. I believe that my, my problem is I don't know if it happened right when they, when they explained it or when they said it, 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 it went down, you know what I mean? It, it might've been at a later time, maybe the transmissions, but again, like, like Neil deGrasse Tyson said, I don't think that they would have taken that much time and effort to fake something when they could have just done it for real. You know what I mean? So again, I'm undecided. I don't know. I do not know. However, it was cool. I, I it, it was, it was fun reading all this stuff. You know, 
you're probably thinking about this episode like, Jesus Christ, you were gone two weeks and you give us this shit. You give us a bunch of inconclusive and shortcoming debunks of, of one of the biggest conspiracy theories in the entire existence of conspiracy theories. You're an asshole, Tino. You are an asshole. <laughs> uh, I, you know, doing this, uh, doing this one, it, it just came out of nowhere. It hit me up just out of nowhere that it interests me to, to do a podcast or an episode about it. Yeah, I know there's a bazillion podcasts and there's a bazillion episodes on the conspiracy theories and debunking all this shit. I understand that, but I want to do my own because it's my show and I want to read about it. So thank you very much. Uh, we're going to end it there. I, I don't really have much else to keep going on that. Just now I'm confusing my own thoughts and I'm backtracking, but I'm forward tracking and I just want to say, that was a badass video. If watch the videos on on the moon landings, they are insanely creepy, 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 creepy. Uh, next week's episode, I'm not sure what next week's episode is going to be, but there will be a next week episode. I've been talking to uh, my brother, and we've been talking about the the disasters that that have occurred with some of the uh, progressions of of mankind. So. I might do something in that nature, you know, because I, I love disasters. I love disasters of all sorts. I like uh, natural disasters. I like man-made disasters. I like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that interests me that I might start doing here on the podcast. Uh, you know, it, again, I it is a Graveyard Grumbler podcast, and I just grumble about anything and everything, but I try to keep it in sort of one theme. And every now and again, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll steer, I'll make a, a detour and, and give a few things out in wild and I'll bring it back home, bring it around town. So uh, next week, I'm not 100% sure on what the episode will exactly be about. I, I have a few things floating around in my head. So uh, let me see. Announcements, announcements. Next week's episode will be 100 uh, percent, even though I'm working with uh, a, a malfunctioning microphone. It, it, it's injured right now. I've had this mic for a long time, so uh, hopefully it, it, it lasts long enough to where you know, after the holidays I'm ever I'm able to get a new one. Other than that, I am still working on spooky stories. I'm still waiting to see what the government is going to do and if the lockdown is going to happen and how severe the lockdown is going to happen. If there is a coronavirus lockdown, I will postpone my my Patreon or uh, whatever it's called. I, I, oh, yeah, the Patreon or, or not the cash app. What is that called? PayPal to where monthly stories, you know, spooky stories will be available behind the scenes stories and stuff like that. That'll be a monthly thing to where, you know, I'm still five dollars will be the maximum I'll ever charge. But I don't want to charge anybody to where it's going to put them out of pocket for being locked down. You know what I mean? So that is still in the works while we're, while that's playing out, I am writing a bunch of stories and making sure that I have enough material and content to be happy and, and be able to keep it going for several months without having to stress out about uh, making good quality content. So I, I am pumping out stories right now. Uh, let me see here. Merchandise. Again, I have to wait for the coronavirus to see what turn it's going to take. I have a few vendors in mind that I'm going to try, I'm, I'm going to talk to, but if we get locked down, that kind of goes out the window since I have to wait for them to reopen and, and wait for business to, to, uh, even out. So, uh, until then, thank you very, very much for your love and support. I want to thank everyone from around the world who pay attentions and listens to my podcast. Again, thank you for being patient. And if this audio quality is kind of choppy, I do apologize again. My microphone is making weird pops and humming and, 
and a weird, weird buzzing sound. So I'm going to try to edit out as much as I can so I can have a good quality audio that I'm so proud and love every time I make my video. Not my video, but my podcast. So uh, let me see here. Yeah, that's about it. I want to thank everyone. Continue listening. Continue supporting the podcast. Share with this with everyone and anyone you know. If you have an iOS device, please, 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 please go to uh, Apple Podcasts. Look up Graveyard Grumbler Podcast and leave me a review and a rating. You know, it, it, it boosts my numbers up. It makes me, you know, feel good. It, it, it pats my ego a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I deserve that every now and again. So until then, thank you, everyone. Uh, hopefully you continue to listen. Pay, stay tuned for next week's next week, next weekend's episode. It will happen 1000 percent guaranteed. Until then, good morning, good day, good night. Goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Grumbler.